Welcome to Soul Inspired Leadership's latest leadership podcast. And today I'm quite excited because I have Dr. Akhil Bosra. And I, I'm just, and, and to me, uh, Dr. Akhil is, is a good friend. I'm proud to call him a friend. And I read his achievements. And that would probably, if I read them all out, it'd take the whole podcast. Which so I'm just going to summarize the things. But one thing that that, in, uh, that stands out to me of all the information I've gained on doc, uh, Dr. Buzzer, um, Aquil is a scholar, but he's a scholar in the fact he can put that into practice. And not many people can do that. And when I mean a scholar, he's, a, uh, he's got a PhD. Uh, he's won scholarly awards. I just, just a couple I see here, though, not, um, he's he won the JM Kamarapa gold medal for ranking first in his studies, his MBA. I mean, the list goes on and on. Just when when he studies, he's always at the forefront. Where me, me personally, I was always bringing up the rear. But anyway, so there would have been a gap between him and I in our study uh, avenues. Then when, when when I say putting into practice, um, the contribution he's given to the the, the uh, subject of human resources is, is huge. Um, he's had 47 to play, you know, zeroing in on 50 years of industry experience. He's worked in a lot of major blue chip companies, um, overseas as well as India, like Kenya, Singapore, Malaysia. Um, he was executive director of HR Motorola for those specific countries, for example. So he's been an achiever in all these blue chip companies. And that's what that's what stands out. He's been a scholar, but he goes and puts it into practice. And then as a result of that, his effort and his contribution to the HR industry, HRD development industry in India has been enormous. From most powerful HR professional in India, and that, he won that at the HR Pacific uh, HRM Summit in Singapore. So, And there's, there's several other. Uh, lifetime Achievements Awards. I know you've given another award last year from memory from the media. From the media, I can't remember what it's called now. It's not on his CV, but needless to say, he's recognised for his contribution, and that recognition comes for the fact he does contribute and contributes well. So I'm really happy to have Dr. Quill on today. And so Quill, we were talking about leadership. I know it's a passion of yours. Um, and one other passion I want to say, only because it's a bit um, a bit selfish, he's a very keen wildlife photographer and enthusiast. So when I get to India, eventually one day soon, um, I, he is now needs needs to take me out into the wilderness to take photos because that I would love to. So anyway, and look, one other thing too, which is back to the practice side, the non-verbal communication. He's authoring a book authoring a book on that. So it's all about the practicalities of how you put theory into practice. So 
Anyway, let's start off with Bill before I uh, keep going about your achievements. Leadership is a passion of yours and a passion of mine. That's why we connect. Um, how do you see leadership, the challenges of leadership from today and, and moving forward? First of all, uh, Ross, thank you for those nice, kind words. Um, uh, you're very kind and I'm excited to join this podcast. Uh, you know, times are changing where one would have met physically over a day tariq in, uh, in Singapore. That's now right. we talk on uh, webinars. That's right. I, I think that is the crux. When the context is changing, the way the leaders behave and execute changes. The basic yeah. foundation of leadership, concern for people, empathy, um, connectivity, communication, etc. Those are static. They don't really change. That's in good right. times, some qualities come up. In bad times, some other qualities come some up. Some are heightened. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Some are heightened. So it's not that leadership pattern continues in the same monotonous, boring way. And that's if it right. does, yeah. then those leaders are not effective. Because that's they have exactly not right. moved. They have not moved with the times. And they are rigid, my way or highway type of leaders. Yeah. Or this has succeeded very well and it will succeed in future come hell or high water. What now I notice that will change in my opinion, uh, Ross, and this is from talking to experts like you and other friends and observation. Yeah. Is that the word empowerment that has been used as a cliche will now yes. come into play in leadership dictionary as bit capitals. You yes. cannot talk, I empower my team, I'm very democratic, I'm very participative. All those uh, uh, fluffs will go away. Yeah. Teams themselves will have to work in small numbers independently. And at best, leaders will not lead. They will only become facilitators and resource providers. And that's, that's not right. the role many leaders will relish. They want yeah, to be in right. charge. They want to yeah. lead. They want to direct people. They want to do it. As I say, when I say jump, uh, don't ask why. Just say how high. Yeah. And, that, now and that, those days are. Yeah. And that's true. Those days are gone. Um, to me, that's managing in a crisis. You can do that. If the building's burning down, you take notice of what the fire warden says. You do that. But, Absolutely. But but when when a challenge or a um, is now goes back to some sort of uh, stability, and I'm not saying normality because what is normal, what is stable, but at least um, it, you're, you're relying on people or the sustainability of your business on people doing things exactly like you said. Uh, they'll either work, I mean, I don't think people are going to work remotely like one size. We, we, we all got together once now, we work remotely fully. That, will, that doesn't happen because I, I'm already seeing issues and challenges that working remotely is throwing up True. that, that True. that's too hard but i see it as a bit of a mixture and and leaders need to be that flex flexible uh like there will be teams and they could be working a bit more in remote for part of it and they could be together for part of it but it's going to be a mixture of things and, uh, and the way i see it ross that um you know we have eulogized uh, participative leadership and democratic leadership and people who are involving everybody around consensus building leadership. I'm not running it down. 
but I like your example. When the building is on fire, somebody has to give orders. Period. That's right. That's right. You can't stop and have a committee meeting. You can't stop and have a committee meeting and <laughs> the building's falling around here. Right? As I see, the leadership style will have to become directional by necessity. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying disrespectful directional, but people will have to trust the small teams that are working independently, give them a clear task, give them real ways and clear ways of how they'll be measured and have frequent measurement milestones. Yeah, that's the, that's the accountability aspect. And, so yeah. the accountability and, and keeping on track. So the leader's role will change from directing people and giving them instructions, so-called, to monitoring how they are managing on their own and giving them that safety net and support from the flag. That's and right. why this is going to be important yeah. because the the way the life is going to work from now on, I don't, new normal is a cliche. Yeah. I don't like yeah. using that word. I, I, I'm along with you, I, I hate it. It's, what it's, is a, it's a very, it's a cliche. Uh, uh, and what was normal is cannot be normal and what was normal yeah. 30 years ago is not normal today. Yeah. So, but the patent business cycles are under tremendous pressure globally. And there'll be no luxury for leaders to wait for showing results. Yeah. There'll be under tremendous demand to turn around the business and sometimes not only turn around, but to survive the business. That's right. So there's no luxury of too much of laxity, of fluff. And uh, I'm not saying they'll become harsh. But even if I have to say they'll become harsh, it is all right because the context has changed and leaders must do what is required, not what is expected. That's right. And it's, that is a big distinction I make out. If we are going by people's expectation, we are then yeah. marching at people's tune, not yeah. your own song yeah. sheet. Pe leaders will have to write their own song sheet and march accordingly. They'll yeah. have to make an imprint. And the change that will really make a big difference is that a lot of collaboration skills will have to be displayed by leaders. Yeah. Affiliation. Yeah. And I was very yeah. pleasantly very. surprised when Amazon and um, um, Google uh, tied up together during the COVID crisis to work normally rivals. But yeah. in this case, they tied up together and collaborated. So... There is no permanent uh, rival. There is no permanent competitor from now on. If a situation requires to work with your competitor, so be it. And leaders will yeah. have to have their openness in their mind to adapt to the situation. And that is where the alliances will make yeah. a big difference. It will not be individual. I agree with that. It's, it's not, it's, you're not alone really in this world. Um, and even though the business businesses are under strain at the moment, <coughs> excuse me, the mere fact you're looking outside the dots and collaborating and, and having alliances that once would never be hot, would be thought of. That's people were laughing it off earlier. What alliance? I'm too independent. Uh, yeah. Especially uh, having spent my life uh, 47 years with multinational and now with Indian companies, yeah. Indian large companies. There was a intellectual arrogance in many of these organizations. Yeah. We are self-sufficient. We don't need anybody. We'll just kill the competition. And that arrogance came out of growth and size. Yeah. Now yes. suddenly there's no growth 
size has become a burden. It becomes a burden and diminishing it. And now suddenly people are saying that on my own, forget growth is difficult to survive. So alliances will become, and this will bring, in my opinion, a crisis intelligence skill. How fast yeah. can you gather information and like you said, connect the dots together? Mm -hmm. How fast can you collect some information, make sense of it? Because before it turns into a crisis, before it snowballs into a big issue, can you proactively stop the ball rolling? Yeah. So crisis yeah. management was always reactive for leaders. After the crisis happened, they showed their skills. So if a building is on fire, a leader came out to say how to save lives. Yes. But none of the leaders went down to say, can I prevent fire? Because mm. there was no indication of fire. Mm. Now there'll be fires burning suddenly all the time. And can leaders predict for their organization the trend that they are seeing somewhere, putting some jigsaw pieces together and making a full picture without all the pieces together. And that accompanied by digital adaptability. Yeah, yeah. It should not happen by common sense and grey material or grey hair or yeah, no hair. Yeah, yeah. I understand. This yeah, will be yeah. this will require use of digital platforms and adapting to digital media and ways of collecting information, data collection, data assimilation, making sense of data, however half cooked they are. So completely new new set of skills will be called for leaders. They will have to think. They will have to sit down and put their badge on the table to say, in my opinion, this might happen and I'm preparing for that. And that's what will uh, yeah. separate wheat from the chaff. Because good leaders who can predict almost reliably and prepare for the crisis uh, intelligence, uh, with the crisis management yeah. and intelligence, will be much more sought after by the organization rather than people do a good job. I, I agree, because it's in the past things... Doing were, a I mean, good job. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because th things always were changing, but now we, we can see and we've experienced that crises do happen and how, how such a great effect it can have on, on industry as a whole. So you've got to uh, prepare for those things mentally and uh, as you're saying, right? And show um, and show just, themselves. Yeah. So it's across just, also yeah. this context, since I'm, I'm I'm in love with HR, you know, career. I know that. Yes. So I'm not only talking about CEOs and CXOs. Yeah. When I say leaders, I also refer to department heads and small team leaders. Yeah, functional heads. I agree. Leadership, leadership. If you've got any, it's not only the pyramid. We are not looking yeah. at the top of the pyramid. The the CEO or a CXO will tell us how to march. The leadership will percolate. And functions like HR will have to walk with the business leader and understand the business first rather than HR function. Yeah, we, have, I agree. Yeah. we got carried away many yeah. times by HR processes, yeah. um, practices, and we have got tom-toming. I'm not running it down. It's important. But now is the time and many of us don't understand business that well. We understand PAT, we understand PBT, we understand CAGR to the mm. last decimal point. Yeah. But what is it, the competition doing which will hit us? What is it the market shrinking or likely to expand in a different way? We don't understand. And that is why the people's solution are what I call stereotypes. 
type predictable. We'll hire X number yeah. of people. They will go through a training program. They will yeah. go through induction. Yeah. They will, will do a succession planning. We'll yeah. rotate people like a chess piece. Gone. Now we'll have to roll up our sleeves, work with the line managers in the trenches, and think of short-term solution. I know this sounds contrary to the, all the wisdom in the books. Yeah. They think long-term. But times are such, your long-term has become short-term. Last year, you and I did not even know how to spell COVID. Yeah, they were struggling right. with our clients and with our uh, colleagues, uh, how to even survive a business. That's right. Yeah, so actually, so I, as a result of that, the, uh, yeah, right. the unpredictability yeah. will have to be dealt with by proactiveness. How a small step you take, yeah. proactive. Yeah. Like so one of the things yeah, that I'm right. hearing very yeah. frequently is uh, headcount reduction. If, if that is a worst case scenario, it is a sad thing. But in that headcount reduction, HR will have to play a role that the critical people are retained. Yeah. For simple reason that the business must rebound. Mm. It is not surviving the crisis. It is keeping a left eye on the rebouncing part that can I make sure that I retain certain skill set and people who will help me rebound. In right. order to cut cost, if we let go some of those people, we have actually cut the roots of the organization. Yeah, we have like to maintain the yeah, roots yeah, are strong. Yeah, I can understand that. Because I had a conversation really, just recently, exactly what you're saying, right? Where, where um, um, they're looking at the situation and whilst they're looking at the situation Currently, but we've got to take ourselves forward for two years because if we right. if we react to, to deal with things now to get through that hoop, that's going to really badly affect us in two years' time because the skills are gone. So it's it's preparing yourself for today, but also making sure you don't shoot yourself in the foot for two years' time. So that's the balance, and that's where. Where they have involved, and it's not just a simple exercise, and they really need to really understand the business. Uh, and you said it very well. You can't shoot yourself on the foot because what looks tempting to do may be actually a disaster. That's right. That's right. And you have to segregate. Yeah. We have to segregate because some of the set patterns of reduction of costs we have seen in uh, Y2K crisis, dot-com bus, uh, in India we saw, into, uh, in, by in Asia, we saw yeah. South Asia, the financial crisis of 2008. We lived through many of the crises, but this crisis is going to be much longer lasting. Thank so you. anything that we do, mm -hmm. I don't think I would really plan for five years from now. Mm -hmm. I would at best keep my eyes on five to seven quarters. Yeah, that's about all. Well, now, now, some of my friends tell me, oh, you're becoming a very short-sighted, very transactional. Um, it's all right, whatever label you get, mm -hmm. you call it short-sighted, transactional, but it is good for the business to think of next five to seven to eight quarters and make sure that you ride that wave successfully. In between, think of another next third or three or four quarters. But yeah. don't think of five-year plan and long-range plan and say, we'll do this because the carpet will be, yeah. when the carpet is being pulled from under your feet, you do not know. Yeah, because you're putting, you're basically, you're basically building a roof without the foundation. 
and really they visitors need to realign and, and actually provide and build their foundation again for what's what it's going to be like in the future because what's happening now happened is affecting everyone i don't think we've ever had this for a long time we might have had it in the great depression and etc etc but the whole exactly. world is affected and and so, you know, yes you know one thing i just want to say the difference back to the depression we're we're still isolated the world is now so interconnected that's what makes it so much more heightened that we are all affected because we are connected so easily now sorry Very true. what were you going to say you know, so you know, I I think and talk in pictures. Uh, so yesterday it was raining very heavily um, uh, in our part of the uh, area, and uh, I went out to uh, check something on the car, and there was this puddle of water, and I put my foot somewhere on a bit of pavement there, and then jumped in two three small steps, and what I said just now actually correlated to me last night. That if I had attempted to jump the whole thing, whole two and a half, three feet of water, I would have not made it. I would not have made it. But because I chose to take short steps and put a leg on the pavement and put a leg on the other brick which was lying around and then jump, I think that is the style we'll have to adopt to make the organization survive. The leaders will have to become very agile. They have to become very flexible, agile, and think on and not. Not forgetting very long term, but plan for medium term, act on short term, leave aside long term. Yeah, so what, what you're saying there that really the new long term was the old short term. Medium term. Yeah, was medium the old term. Well, well, term. That's right. So that's that's the differences that, that leaders face in the future. Where where the things that common, we can always yeah. as the things change. Okay. We can always go back to long-term thinking later yeah, that's on. That's right. If, if, if the situation uh, develops, okay. it, and you can extend it. Yeah. And, but so you've got that. They're the sort of what I classify as the immediate things that are facing a leader. But the actual skills of being called a leader and being a leader, they haven't changed. It's just the context now that they're dealing with. Some of the attributes just they just now, you, mentioned by, yeah. very, you mentioned a very good point that the globe has actually got a, I mean, everything has become on almost same level. Yeah. I, I forget the name of the author who wrote the world is flat, Friedman, I think. Um, anyway, so it is actually flat now. So what happened yesterday, whole bunch of some 400 immigrants uh, from India who had gone to Saudi yeah. Arabia returned. 40% of them were tested positive. See the effect. Not many people will want to go to those countries anymore. That's right. Yeah. Those countries which relied on labor supply from Philippines, Bangladesh, mm -hmm. Pakistan, and India will suddenly feel we are not that attractive. Yeah, yeah. The IT industry, yeah. US, Canada, North America, and the part of Western Europe, which was relying on Philippines, uh, Asia, Malaysia, uh, India, type of countries for their IT, ITES support, suddenly find that they may not be able to support uh, that many population coming to live in their country. Yeah, so these are the challenges, these are the new challenges that leaders are facing. It's not the leadership per se, it's just the environment they're working in and, and why it's short term, because that could change. As we've seen, it changes, things change so much quickly. All I can think is that 
I don't think leadership has ever faced such uh, exciting challenges. Yeah, I, like the, I like the word exciting. I like the word exciting because it is exciting. It is because you can put some energy and make a difference because you, the scenario is there to make a difference. Yeah. Today, you can't open any Peter Drucker or uh, Tom's uh, uh, Peter's book and say, what does the book say? You have to right. write your own book. You have to write your own theory and make yeah. sure that it's sensible yeah. and it works for the organization. And if you have not done that, that is where good leaders will get segregated from the average leaders. Yeah. And that's and, and actually, we can finish it on that note because I've said that a couple of times the last few days, that to stand out as a leader, you've got to stand out and lead in a tough time, in a challenging time. It's a bit easier when everything's going really smooth because your team and the energy is flying along. This is when leaders really stand up and uh, I've had that conversation with a couple of people uh, over the last few days saying so you just got to stand up because you can't be a reflection of the environment. You've got to be a reflection from within to drive it. And that's really well the first factor of the passion and that drives it forward and keep going. Anyway, look, it's come to our time of finishing. But you said it very well, that in good times, everybody can be a leader. It's a challenging time that really you start to stand out. Very well said, Ross. Yeah, thank you. And I just think that's the way it is. And it's, um, it's just, there again, good leaders will handle it. It's just another environment to lead in. That's all. True. Uh, and I'll draw on different, different skill sets that will be more widened in the new environment and we're in another environment down the track. They've got the reserve to build on. Anyway, look, I'd just like to, we better cease the podcast now because we, we, we can be going on for days here, I, I think. <laughs> so, look, thank, thank you for coming on to um, Soul Inspired Leadership thank Podcast. You. I appreciate it, and we'll see how you go next time. Thank you very much, Ross. We might thank get you to the guests next time. Yep, thank you. <laughs>